Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Becoming CEO AF podcast. I'm your host, Kimba Garcia. And I'm your co-host, Amanda Bell. Today, we have one of the most badass souls with one of the best talents ever here live in the studio with us. He actually came in to be live with us today. Thank you so much for being here, Brian. Everybody, I want to have lots of hearts in the comments for Mr. Brian Galke. Thank you for having me. It's always way more fun to do in person, right? Everybody, like, in a screen can only do so much. This is way more fun. We got to interact. We got to meet everybody. So, yeah. We have. We've just yeah. been cutting up and giggling for probably oh. 20 minutes before Alex even hit record. I know. He's like, God, can we get this thing started? Yeah, let's. And actually, it was all good shit. We should have been rolling the whole time. We'll <laughs> yeah. have to repeat B some footage. of that. Yeah, B-footage. Right? Like B-roll <laughs> footage. Yeah. We did not need the leg comparison, the length. and the. If oh, you guys no. are watching live, we literally compared mine and Brian's leg length and our torso length. So our torsos are similar. Right. He got a lot more leg in this earthed lifetime of Brian his, is and tall. I How I'm, tall are you, Brian? I'm 6'2", but when I sit down, I look like I'm five foot. That's the whole <laughs> Perfect. <problem. laughs> Brian and I are similar in that we're both all leg and yes. not very, not a very tall upper body. Yes. So I'm just here for the smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Which there's already been lots of those. And yeah. I agree with you. You know, anytime Jacqueline puts on our calendar that somebody's coming in person, she'll put in parentheses in person. And yes. I'm like, Yes, I was actually so excited that I got to see you today. I was like, damn, he's coming in person. This is going to be so fun. Absolutely. So I have a six-year-old, right? And when I travel for speaking gigs or anything, I can FaceTime with her, but it will never replace seeing her in person. And this is yeah. the same way. Yeah. So you guys should encourage as many people that can get here, get here, right? And yeah. then if they're out of state, it makes sense. But this is way more fun because you get to hang out, you get to meet, you get to talk. I agree. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So, so you guys, I did not know that when Brian stepped foot inside this trailer that he specialized in reading facial features. Yeah. <laughs> so he was that, already reading us before. Yeah. We didn't even know. Oh, so yeah. now I'm sitting here trying to keep the most straight face as possible. But you guys already know I naturally sit with a smile most of the time. So now I'm like, no, Mandabelle, you're going to yeah. let him read that face, sister. Let him read that face. Well, here's the best part. It's resting facial features. So it doesn't matter what you're moving. That's, uh, have you ever seen the show Lie to Me? No. Oh, watch it. It's on Hulu. It's an amazing show. But that's about Paul Ekman. And that's like uh, micro expressions, which is like body language for the face. What I was taught and what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is decoding resting facial features. So I can already just look at a picture of you and it's already done. So <gasps> Like everything you guys been posting from your recent trip, I can just go look at those pictures and we'll talk about that later. So it's resting facial features. I don't have to wait for you to move. I can actually stalk people ahead of time and figure out if I know who I'm gonna meet with, how do I need to change or alter my presentation to speak their language? Brian. This is going to be a great podcast. I hope you yeah. guys have time to sit down, listen, and take some notes because you're probably going to want them. Brian, tell us the different ways that people could utilize facial decoding, right? You sure. travel the country, you talk about this at... Yes. And if you'll maybe sprinkle in a little bit about the the recent event that you just got done speaking at and all the different places that you speak, because you've taught this to some high-level people. Oh, yes. So I mean, really high-level people. Last week was a crazy week. So I spoke on uh, Wednesday to the Texas Department of Public Safety out in Banderas, Texas. So they had their retreat there at a dude ranch, which was kind of fun to go do. Oh, then yeah. I drove immediately back and spoke at Ryan Steumann's Apex headquarters on uh, Thursday morning went straight to the airport and then spoke Friday at Greg Reed's prosperity camp at his home in San Diego. So last week was a great week of just getting to talk to a variety of people. So um, hung out with Steve Sims, Greg Reed, Ryan Stuman, and then public officials, because this skill is a universal skill. It Much is. like body language, you asked where can it be used? Professional life for sure. It can enhance and deepen existing relationships and can be used for brand new ones. So networking events where you can't prepare ahead of time. 
Um, and even during the pandemic, I created a dating course for it because I was so tired of people sending me pictures going, what does their face say? What does their face say? So I just created a super simple one. It's uh, looking for love in all the wrong faces.com. Oh my gosh, that is so cute. <laughs> or uh, are you swiping right.com, right? So. I love that. <laughs> are you swiping right.com? Yes. And what was the first one? Uh, looking for love in all the wrong faces. Yes. I'm going to have to go check that out. That's fun. <laughs> Same. It well, it, it's just, I want to be able to help people. So um, you've got the book there in 2010. I randomly met my mentor, Mac Fulfer, and it was all by fluke circumstance. He, a friend of mine was coming into town. She said, hey, let's go to dinner. I showed up to the dinner spot. She's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, oh, here we go. She's like, no, you need to come meet this guy. And I said, well, why do I need to come meet this guy? She goes, because he reads faces. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me rush over there for that. <laughs> and uh, I went with the biggest chip on my shoulder because I had plans. I was there, and this guy altered that, right? He derailed my plans. So I went over there to go blow holes in the guy. I thought, this is bullshit. So I so hope I can cuss. Okay. And uh, so I went over there, and um, I, I sat down. I was guns loaded. This guy's going to say generic statements like, oh, you've had a hard time in life. Or, you know, somebody whose name starts with M, Mom, Mary, <laughs> you know, you name it. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was going to be showmany or gimmicky. And instead, I sat down. And he dissected an entire table full of people, including me, to a T, and I was instantly hooked. So the book you have there was the one I bought in 2010. That's why it's in such ragged shape. And uh, I actually appreciated that about it. I was like, this book <laughs> has been used and studied. Oh, yes. And it shows, which and I love. He lives here in Fort Worth. So I would drive from Dallas to Fort Worth oh, wow. twice a month to spend two hours with him and his assistant at the time. And he would do a group training course. And then in 2012, I got certified. And this is the number one skill it's, it's a skill, but it's the number one skill that took me from being a, an introvert on the help desk to being a regional vice president of sales because when you learn to focus on other people, you get out of your own way. Yeah. I love, I that. love that. Can everybody yeah. write that down? When you focus on other people, you get out of your own way. Have you guys ever that's read so beautiful. Uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl? I no. have not. Okay, read that book because that's what the entire book's about. The first half, it's a horrible story about a guy that went through a concentration camp, but the second half of the book is the philosophy he learned out of it. And just kind of Cliff oh, wow. Notes version was, the people who survived the longest in a concentration camp were the ones who said, I want to see my wife again. I want to see my parents again. I want to see my kids again. Versus somebody just saying, I'm going to survive this. So human nature is when we want to help other people, we end up helping ourselves at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. That is so beautiful. So how long to, so you got certified in 2012. So you've been doing this for 11 years? I did, but I used it for personal gain. And then what happened is I left corporate America and I knew I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. I had the golden handcuffs. I made really good money, and I hated every day of it, right? Mm -hmm. Pavlov's dog, my computer, when I opened it up, an email would come in. I'd be like, oh, what's going to go wrong now? And what I found, what made me happy was teaching people a skill. So ironically, I went on a date in 2012, and a, a girl asked me, what do you want to do? And I said, I'd love to travel the world and teach people something. And here I'm getting to do it now. So That's amazing. It's, uh, it's so much fun because I love to travel, right? And then when you leave people better than the way you found them, it makes a world of difference. And it doesn't matter if you're providing a product, you're providing a service, or even if you just saw somebody who's having a shitty day and you make their day better, all those things are important. It feels good. Oh my God, yes. Like well, we have very similar passions. We love yeah. to travel and everywhere we go, we have the intention to raise the vibration, right? Absolutely. Wherever we are, just go be love. Just well, go be love around the world. A I perfect love that. example, I saw you guys post about helping out the guy that uh, ran the gym when you guys were on vacation because he wanted to learn how to get in shape like y'all. Yeah. You could have just said, uh, we're on vacation this is our time instead you guys took the time to help that guy improve his life you didn't have to do that right yeah. but yeah. it's a good reflection for who you guys are 
Yeah, love that. I love that, Brian. So can we dive into some reflections on who people are? Do you oh, want to absolutely yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna jump into facial decoding and yeah. teach us? So before before Alex hit uh, record the magical record button over there. Brian started dissecting, is that the word for it? Decoding, yeah, decoding, decoding yeah, Amanda and I. Analyzing, you name it. <laughs> and was already telling us things about ourselves that were spot on. We're spot. Yeah. So I've already learned a ton. Um, so where do, where do we start on that for our listeners on like facial decoding 101, guys? Yeah. Y'all ready? Yeah. So um, we'll talk about it and we'll describe the features at the same time for anybody who's listening versus able to watch it, right? That's perfect. Um, so the number one thing I'm known sometimes is the eyebrow guy because I teach eyebrows. But the reason why is twofold. One, they're easy to see from far away. Number two, eyebrows lead to eye contact. And so that's the first thing. If I'm doing a keynote and, and I want somebody to walk away with a skill, eyebrows are the number one thing I teach. I love that. And it's because, look, we spent two years away from people. We had our body language got crappy. Our ability to have face-to-face communication got crappy. This device made us smarter but disconnected us at the exact same time because people went to, oh, well, I'll just shoot them a text or an email versus having face-to-face communication, right? Um, so the reason I like eyebrows, like I said, it creates that, number one, I get credit. Even though I'm looking at your eyebrows right now, it feels like I'm looking <laughs> you in the eye, right? I thought we just had a deep <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> and that's why the skill works. And um, so it's great because in a day and age where we're easily distracted, it helps you focus on the person you're talking to. So um, we talk about eyebrows, and we mentioned this before we hit record. We talk about faces in our everyday language. So we say things like, do you guys watch comedy movies? I do. Okay. There's highbrow humor and there's lowbrow humor. So highbrow humor is when you tell somebody a joke and they have to think about it. And then lowbrow humor is jackass or three stooges where you immediately laugh. Mm -hmm. So when you look at someone, the higher their eyebrows are, the more time they need to make a decision. So when you're talking to someone, you guys um, are familiar with the roofing industry. So a a lot of people love the one call close. But if somebody has higher eyebrows, they need time to make a decision. So if you imagine data running down somebody's forehead to get into their eye the higher the eyebrow you can only go so fast you have to go over the speed bump and then you can try and speed back up so when you see somebody who has higher eyebrows you know they need time to make a decision if you force them into a one call close or you force them to make a quick decision they're going to have buyer's remorse they may back out and they damn sure will never give you a referral so you made the sale but you didn't get a customer yeah 100 percent yeah but if they have lower eyebrows, that's like lowbrow humor, three stooges or jackass, get to the point as soon as possible. So the closer somebody's eyebrows are to their eyes, the faster they want you to get to the point. So if you have 30 minutes on their calendar, if you can get to the point in five minutes and let them ask questions, they're going to love you for it instead mm. of taking up all their time. Sweet. Yes. I'm so excited to try this in real life. Oh, it, it's a game changer. This, it's the first skill. I grew up as an introvert. And so what does every good introvert do? They pick up books to figure out how to talk to people. So I read NLP books, statement analysis books, body language books, but those are all reactive skills, meaning I have to wait for you. Oh, you got your hands crossed, your arms crossed. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. But faces you can look at while you're walking up to somebody, or you can go to LinkedIn or social media and figure out who they are before you ever meet with them. So you feel like you're meeting with a friend instead of somebody brand new. I love that because I'm the worst Jacqueline and Kimba make fun of me because I'm the worst at being able to tell where somebody is in a quick glance like sure. surface level if you will yes now granted I can usually feel that intuition right. at a deeper level oh there's something sitting heavy maybe today or oh there's something they're 
about to get through, I can feel that they're almost there. Right. But to know where you're at in the current moment, like if a presentation is going on, we had a client bring something up at one of the summits that Kimba and I were speaking at, and we left the summit, and I'm like, oh, everybody's ready to rock and roll, it's go time. And Jacqueline and Kimba both looked at me, and they're like, well, so-and-so actually felt a certain way about this piece of it, with mm -hmm. another situation going on, and I was like, I miss that entirely. <laughs> and I think he literally like raised his hand and vocalized it. And yeah. I took it as the most positive. And when really he was trying to give maybe a little bit of feedback in a different direction. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> way to go, everybody crushed it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's human nature, right? That's the problem with text messaging is we read it through the way we're thinking in that moment. So if you were all excited, you were jazzed up on stage, you saw it as positive feedback. But the other people in the room picked up that, oh, no, that's not where it is. Got that it. Makes sense? Yeah, and I think I fall on that a lot more than not. So I'm so grateful when they're like, actually, I'm like, huh, <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> oh, there's a way to see it on somebody. So if you're talking to somebody, and this one you have to get close to someone, but if their lower eyelid is rounded, eyes are like a lens on a camera, right? So the wider it is, the more they're open to hearing what you say. But if when you're talking to them, and this is a micro expression, if their lower eyelid flattens out, they're trying to mentally shut you out. Oh. And so they won't say anything. We've been taught, don't cross your arms, don't don't lean away. But we haven't been taught to control our lower lid. So if you see that lower lid going straight, you flatlined. Something you said caused a little bit of heartburn or heartache on something. And so you can immediately address it and go, you know what, maybe that didn't really come across the right way. Did you have a question about that? Oh, I love that, Brian. Yeah, it's it's a way you can instantly figure out what's going on with somebody. And that the worst thing is people give off signs, but we've been taught not to cause a ruckus, right? So that's why people ghost us all the time in personal and professional. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna sign up. We'll just send us the paperwork because we don't know how to analyze what they are really thinking at the time. So that's more of a reactive micro expression, but it still applies like that because you're looking at somebody in the face. And when you look at somebody in the face, you're giving them time and attention. I mentioned this before. Smartphones, uh, this is my first smartwatch. We'll see, I already turned off all the notifications because if not, I know I'd be like, oh, Mine's okay. off and yeah. has been for months. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, I just got this one as a gift, so I'm, yeah. I'm giving it a, Give shot. it a shot. We'll see how it works, but if not, it may go by the wayside. I love that. I used to wear my smartwatch whenever, because the boys, I remember I was in a buyer consult one time or a listing consult one time, and um, one of my boys was super sick at school and the nurse had been trying to get a hold of me and I put my phone away in the appointments, <laughs> rightfully so. and. And uh, I remember when I got out three hours later, Tank was still sitting at the school sicker than a dog. Oh, no. And I felt so bad for being that mom right. that had him sitting up there for so long while he was sick. So I went and got that smartwatch, but I'll be honest, just like you said, I find myself, we'll be doing this and I'll be deep in the conversation, but because it got my attention, it got my attention. Do not disturb, right? I, I put it on my phone when it's there, so just in case, because if not, I will, I'll be like, And yeah. you can see it when you look back <laughs> up, because every time, even though I'd be like, oh, because yeah. I got in the habit of like, oh, fuck, Amanda Bell, yes. no way. And then I'd look back up and I could see it in their face of like, really? Really, Amanda? And I'm like, I am. There was a disconnect in the connection that yeah, was there. 100%. So well, we all know what it's like to be ignored or we think, oh, so I'm not as important as you. Mm. So if I did the entire podcast only looking at you, how would she feel? Oh, right? yeah. It's the same thing. And we're horrible as humans. If you go to a networking event, people are like, yeah, yeah, huh? <laughs> and then they're looking to see who's behind you, who else walked in. And that's the problem. If you read about successful politicians, people who are very um, high level, they make you feel like they're the, you're the only person they're talking to. Like you're, if you read 
any politician who's been highly successful on either side of the fence, they'll say, they made me feel like I was the only person in the room. And this is like, if I start to lose people, because I look, I'm ADD-ish just as bad as anybody else. Trust me, my friends will verify that. <laughs> it's, I pick a different facial feature to look at. Why? Because I'm still focused on you. I'm not paying attention to what else is going on in the room or anything else. I'm just picking something else that, that I appreciate about your face and that can tell me a little bit about you. And I'm still focused on just you. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So when you jump into, like, you go look at the pictures before you go meet somebody. So you pull it yes. off of Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. Right. And the main thing that you're looking at is the eyebrows. And we talked about how quickly do they make decisions. Are you finding anything else in the eyebrows oh, when absolutely. you're checking out the pictures? Yeah, that was just the first part. So there's three basic shapes to eyebrows. There's straight eyebrows, angled eyebrows, and rounded eyebrows. So we talked about y'all have two of the three, and we'll talk about that here in a second. So straight eyebrows are get straight to the point. So when you see it on someone, just think like he's got straight eyebrows, get straight to the point. Don't waste his time, no fluff. How soon can you get to what the goal of the conversation is? Rounded eyebrows, if you've ever been on a plane, you heard the announcement, in the event of an emergency, please put on your own mask before helping someone else. So rounded eyebrow people think about the people around them first and themselves second. And then angled eyebrow people, like I have an angled eyebrow, help me understand what's my angle so then I can figure out how can I help people. So if I'll send you guys a picture of me when I was a kid, not only did I have hair, but I also used to have <laughs> straight eyebrows. But when I became a corporate trainer and I was on the help desk, I had to learn the material. So help me understand it so then I can help other people. Uh, the crazy part is when you go and watch Disney movies, you'll see we've been trained our entire life. So I talked earlier about um, books and I can't remember if it's before we hit play or not. We're all amateur face readers. And by the way, it is, I call it decoding facial features because as soon as I say face ring, people are like, ooh, can you read my palm too? And I can't, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> a little it, different talent. Exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't tell you, faces don't tell you about somebody's future. It just It's a map of where have you been and where are you today, right? Because when our, we were kids, our parents said, don't make that face or it'll get stuck that way. Yeah. There's some truth to it. There's 42 muscles in the face. The mind creates movement. Movement creates muscle. No different than we've all met the person who only does upper body and never does squats. Yep. That's not genetics. That's what muscles they chose to move, right? So sure. um, going back to the eyebrows. So when you meet somebody who has straight eyebrows, you get straight to the point. So if you're, let's give me an example of like, you want me to talk about what industry y'all in or just pick any industry? Yeah, roofing's great. Roofing's great, okay. So if you go and you knock on someone's door and they have straight eyebrows, they, you wanna get straight to the point, facts, figures, data. Here's how much it's gonna cost. This is how long it's gonna take. Here's the interest rate if it's there. And then you stop talking. That's about, not the guy that we're complimenting his yard and all those things. No, not yeah. at all. However, if it's somebody who has a rounded eyebrow, then you're going to talk about the people around them, right? Oh, mm. so, you know, look, you want to take care of your family. Oh, your neighbors are going to be so impressed by the, you know, the new roof you have. They're, you know, you're going to be the envy of everyone. And then if it's an angled eyebrow, help them understand what's their angle. Are you going to be selling the house soon? This will help increase the retail value of your house when you have a newer roof. Oh. So wow. it's the same thing. You're selling a roof, but you're speaking their language when you're talking to them. Because all I did was change what I want to say to how do I speak their language. Does that make sense? I'm like, you are speaking my language, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, over time, I heard, and you, and you talking about muscles and right. you as a kid versus you today. So people's eyebrow shapes can change over time based right. off of the muscles that they are, which is what you're reading. Correct. So you're able to see what muscles in my face I move, which tells you who I am as a person, Correct. because my facial expressions are obviously reflecting what I'm thinking. Yes, and because we keep making the same face over and over again. So muscle memory is real. 
And people say all the time, oh, this can't be real. If you've ever seen someone who had a stroke, what happens? Mm -hmm. One side of their face goes, not one portion of their face, one side of their face. Yep. And that's why on a kind of a, a morbid side, when we go to a funeral, we don't recognize the person mm -hmm. because all that muscle tension in their face is gone. Yeah. So um, I'll show you, when you guys see the picture of me, my ears used to stick out more. I realize I just hit my headset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to have the straight eyebrows and then my eyes used to angle down. And that's because when somebody's eyes angle down, they're worried about the downside things. So I was raised in a very loving household and they're like, hey, go for it. But have you thought about if it doesn't work out? So I was raised to always think, what's the backup plan? What's How am I going to be protected in case this thing doesn't work out? So my eyes used to angle down quite a bit when I was a kid. Now they're more even and kind of up because as I started becoming successful in my career and everything, I didn't have to worry about the downside. But I used to go do presentations for customers over a million dollars. Me and two other people were flown all across the U.S. to do these presentations. So even though they had account managers and regional vice presidents over that area, we were brought in as the experts. And immediately I'd go in and look, and if their eyes angled up, I knew they wanted to hear the upside of things. What's the uh, features, the benefits, you name it. If their eyes were even, they want to hear both the pros and the cons. And if their eyes were angled down, I let them know that we covered the downside. So I'd say, hey, this isn't the first generation of our product. This is actually the third generation. And the reason why is because this, this, and this. And that let them know that we thought about the downsides that could potentially come. Um, a big one in, uh, just kind of similar to your industry, solar. So the mm -hmm. a downside is, well, you're gonna put holes in my roof, right? That's a, a pretty common thing that you hear. So you address that ahead of time in your presentation. Say like, hey, I know one of the things that people are often worried about is, is this gonna damage my roof or do more damage to my home by putting this on there? So you're addressing the downside that they're concerned about and then you can turn it to the upside afterwards. I love that. I'm like, which way do my eyes go? <laughs> yours are up. So, I think and see, up. so when you talk, and yours angle up as well. So huh. when you meet someone whose eyes angle up, you come in with a lot of negativity, they mentally shut down and just block you out. Like, oh, I, I will. Listen to you. I will too. <laughs> yeah. So you have to use a sandwich technique. If somebody's eyes angle up, start with the good side, work your way to the downside, and then come back up to the upside. I love sandwich. Yeah. That's yes. what we call a love sandwich. I love sandwich. That's CEO, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, like, yeah. we do very intense training on how to formulate the proper love sandwich when you're communicating with people. Well, I love some that. some people need it. Now, people with yeah. a larger chin, so we say take one on the chin. It's not just a boxing yeah. term. The larger the chin is, the less you have to walk on eggshells. So you don't always have to do the love sandwich. If somebody's got a large chin, get right to the point. That Smaller is true. Chins, Look at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a That's chin? why I brought it up. Yeah, yeah. a long one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine's so smaller? Yeah. Yours is smaller. I'm the same, so I have a beard, so I can grow mine out. And that's why in the movie 300, they had all the actors grow out the badass beards, because it was 300 against thousands of the Persians in the movie. So if they'd all had them with simple little beards, we'd be like, no. But So if you ever see anybody who's got a big beard that they grow out, they're telling the world, I can handle a lot of shit. I can take a lot of adversity and criticism, so go for it. Yeah, same. Yeah. In fact, thank you. I'll work on it. Yeah. So everybody's face just tells you a little bit about who they are. So we're the genetics that we inherited from our parents, our grandparents, you name it. But then what comes into effect from the moment you're born is known as epigenetics. And epigenetics is every external environment factor that affected you. So were you raised in the hot, in the cold? What were your parents like? So you can take identical twins, same genetic code, raised in the same household, but one may have been great at academics, one may have been horrible. One may have had a successful relationship, one may have been a loner. You know, so all these things will change. So you can take even identical twins and their faces will slightly differ. Do you know Amanda's a twin? No, I did not know that. <laughs> Amanda right. has a twin sister and they are fraternal, but look and sound a lot of like, y'all have to have very small differences as babies. 
yeah. to not be identical twins because y'all are they look very different today because of right. epigenetics. Right. We were talking about that. As adults, I'm like, I can tell y'all part of my... Y'all don't look anything the same, but when you right. see them as babies, they look a lot alike. And so when you're... As you're talking about that, I'm like, epigenetics between Amanda and Amber will be a really great example. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. We'll take yeah. a look when we're done at uh, pictures on your phone and we'll talk about the differences. Yeah, that That would be, be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, that it would be like, so much I'm fun. Because I talk to people about that often, mostly Kimba, people I'm super close with, right? right? But I'm like, man, it's just so wild because same generation, same parents, same mm -hmm. school, same friends, same everything. Everything, same well, literal it DNA. It seems like everything, right? But yeah. different experiences. So different why, experiences. Because for you, school may have been easy. It may have been hard for her. You know, or, you know, you may have been more athletic and she couldn't do anything athletically. So it says you think you were up the same, but the way you saw, it's kind of like when they say there's my version, your version, and the truth. It's that my version versus your version, which will ultimately change your and alter your face. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's wild. Because now I'm like picturing her eyebrows are a little bit different, her chin's a little bit different, her forehead's a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I'm, now I'm picturing her and I'm like, that is where the changes came into play. Yeah. It's wild. And it's... Have you guys read the book, The Five Love Languages? Yes. yes. Okay, so they're even on someone's face, there are examples of what's their love language. So we're talking about you have fuller eyelids, so your mm -hmm. time and attention, right? That's the first thing. If somebody has a wide area right here, that's physical touch, right? So you can start looking at How, people. What is considered wide? Uh, so if, if, it's, <laughs> if your finger can fit, you'll meet people that it's like pinched shut, and then you know, don't do that. So if I oh, ever see me. that on somebody, <laughs> it's like, who's a hugger and who's a handshaker. So the thinner it is, they're a handshaker. If, they're, if it's wider, then if it's a guy, for example, I won't hug him, but I'll do the double handshake, oh, right? Because it's giving I them physical that. touch because you're adjusting to what they, what makes them happy. My husband's is very wide and he does want me to touch him. Right. <laughs> so you can literally, it, that's what you can look at. Um, words of affirmation, there's a little line right here. If, if you see a horizontal line below someone's lip, and above their chin that's deep in here that's words of affirmation i think i have that too uh, the mic's in the way you'd have to yeah. oh yeah you've got it so that's the big because thing she literally does botox to try to pull that down yeah so what that She's is like it's deep that, <laughs> so that's someone if you want to make her happy sincere verbal compliments go a long way with kimba right so that's okay. the whole thing if you see that on someone so some people love title some people love money some people like a sincere thank you for the things they do so i'm at, since we're talking about you right now so we, we're talking about you have two different eyebrows. You both actually have it. But since we're going to talk about this, it's going to be important. And there's people that tear up when I say this. So just be warned when I say this. Okay, okay? I'll sit back. All right. Because <laughs> you already know so, I'm emotional. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. You have rounded eyebrows, right? So you're constantly thinking about everyone else first and yourself second, right? And then when you have that line right here, and what that means is you don't always hear a sincere thank you for the things you're doing for everyone else. So you're not filling your own bucket. So the problem is people with rounded eyebrows don't like to tell everybody, hey, I'm doing this for you. But you have to figure out how do you share to let people know what you are doing without making it up like, look, I'm doing this for you again. But yeah. you, if people don't know you're doing something for them, you'll never get the verbal affirmation that you want and crave. Does that make sense? It does. So you can share. You don't have to tell them everything you're doing, but it's okay to let people know that sometimes you're doing things for other people. I love that. And when you do it, that's what will fill that line right there. So if you next time you see her and you see that little line, sincere thank you not hey thanks hey i appreciate this certain thing that you did and that's what makes somebody happy like that that does make me so happy and it's funny because the people close to me do know amanda will actually tell people if you ignore kimba it will hurt her feelings oh yes 
And I, and you know, it's a little sting, a little bit, right? Because right. I'm like, no, it won't. But then yeah. I'm like, yes, it will. If you ignore Kim, it will absolutely hurt my feelings. <laughs> and by, it's the small chin. <laughs> yeah, and by ignore, they're not always ignoring. They right. see, they hear, they feel all the things. They just won't follow it with what you're saying, the they affirmation. Don't it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm trying to tell people, like, hey, if you don't mind slowing down for just a second and show her the gratitude that she does deserve. Right. Like, it, all of us will keep moving in a really pretty sneakers. It'll be like, great, just. Can you come back? Yeah. <laughs> you forgot something. Yeah. That's it. It's she will tell exactly that. what you missed that you were talking about, right? At the event, you didn't realize that somebody was saying a negative. You took it as a positive. Yeah. But yet you know that that's how to help take care of your partner. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. I'm like, what else can we look at? What are these lines? Um, so these are disappointment lines. It's how tough is, has your upbringing been? Now, okay. we're all a little two-faced. So, and what I mean by that is there's two sides of our face. There is the personal side, which is our left, okay. and there's the professional side, which is our right. An okay. easy way to remember it is if I say, hey, are you married? It's a personal question, yeah. right? Where's your wedding ring? Oh, on it's your on left, the left hand. hand. In the U.S. Now, if I'm talking internationally, then we have to change it up because in a lot of other countries, they wear it on the right. So I'll say, in the U.S., we wear our wedding ring on our left hand. So if you're ever thinking, whom, which side of, the, of their face am I talking to? Just think, are they married? That's always their personal side. Got it. Oh, and that's so a great anchor. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a left brain versus right brain. That's like we were talking about before. If somebody has a stroke, then only one side of their face goes. Well, it's the same thing. Those different muscles control. So this is our personal side because it's the right brain features. And then this is our professional side because they're left brain features. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So these are so these are the upbringing lines. And then before I think Alex hit play, you were talking about. I'm like, I'm gonna go back to because it sounds sure. complimentary. Oh, the <laughs> about, cheeks. <laughs> yeah. About he said we have actress cheeks. Yes. Right? Movie star cheeks. Movie star cheeks. Yes. Star and cheeks. the easy way to remember that is, early on in film and television, they didn't have as much CGI and all these ways to make people's faces stand out. So they looked for actresses and actresses who had high and wide cheekbones because the light reflecting off of them is what got them the stage presence they looked for. And so what happens is when you have that, when you walk into a room, what do you do? You get that stage presence. However, that also brings disdain from people at the exact same time. So anybody who has them that when they smile, it almost looks like golf balls in their cheeks, yeah. right? Those, there you go, see? Now you guys can see them on her face. Yeah. Um, like my husband will literally walk up and go like this to and, me. And yes. I'm like, will you please catch them? stop? Yeah, yes. he'll put them in a little <laughs> circle. <laughs> so those are known as movie star cheeks. And so what we're talking about is it does get you attention when you walk into a room, which is a powerful thing. But it also brings disdain from people who felt like, oh, you took my power away. And so what you have to do is you have to figure out how to share some of that attention back to them in their mind. So if there's something you appreciate about them, you can just say, oh, hey, nice shoes or whatever it could be. But it's got to be sincere because yeah. we can all have a bullshit detector. Right? Absolutely. We all hate the salesperson who comes in, gives us some fake compliment. And then we're like, and what's going to come after that? Yeah. yeah. But the wild part is, so I figured that out early on in life is the mm -hmm. truth. Um, and so I do naturally, when I meet somebody, I want to find something that I genuinely enjoy and go ahead and share that with you. Yes. The wild part is, is sometimes people, and I can feel it on them, they don't, like, I do love the earrings you wore in here today. And I'm sorry that you don't believe me when I say that. So yeah. if you want to let me borrow them, do you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Can I borrow the earrings? And hard it, it's because we're all taught to be modest and we're all if anybody assumes you're even remotely associated with sales you're scum yeah. <laughs> you know? sorry yeah, i was in true. sales for 14 years i get it it's it's one of those things is the funny thing about america is everybody's a salesperson right you have to convince somebody to love you you have to convince you know how your kids to do things we all have to sell why should you hire me why should you not hire me why should you buy my product but sales has been such 
a bad experience for so many people. And that was before the internet. Now people can do their own research. It's hard to be taken advantage of because you can look up everything, then you just decide who do you pick. And that's why it's even more important to figure out how do you build rapport and bonds with other people because most things are a commodity now. You know, it used to be, let's say you're buying a car since that's the typical example where people are fearful. Well, it used to be you went into a dealership, you didn't really know much about the car that you were buying. Now you can research it to the nth degree online. You just show up to pay for it. And before the salespeople are like, oh, let's see what commission I can, or what interest rate I can lock them into. What else am I going to sell them? You know, to try and make more commission. Well, now everybody's wise to most of that. So now it's how do I feel that, make that customer feel like number one, comfortable. And number two, I don't want a sale. I want a customer for life who's going to come back to me for every one of their cars and who's going to refer me to everybody else. You know. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think this talent really helps us go from that salespeople scum to really being able to bridge gaps and truly form connections with people. Because I'll tell you, it bothers me none that you studied my face on the way over here. In <laughs> fact, you walked in and knowing exactly who I am, exactly the way that I feel appreciation. And I'm truly grateful, Brian, that you did your homework on me before you got here. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, this man showed up knowing things about me. That's cool. And now we have the opportunity to be able to do that with our clients, with our customers, with prospects which is a true win-win situation for everybody. Cause I'll tell you, people like to buy things, right? Like if Absolutely. you want it or you need it, you enjoy buying it. So the next piece of that is, am I buying it? Like you're talking about from somebody that I feel like I can trust from mm-hmm. somebody that I feel like relates to me. And that's the biggest differentiating factor in the market today. And what you're out teaching people is such a beautiful skill to be able to just do that on demand that it's almost like the biggest secret sauce ever. It is, so we call it the unfair advantage. of The unfair know. advantage, that yeah. is what it is. So mm-hmm. and it, I'm a huge Batman fan, and what does Batman have? He has a lot of things in his utility belt. So learn body language, learn NLP, um, learn to study facial features. Everything that helps you connect with someone else, it's never a loss. Because even if you're not using it for sales, you can use it in life. Yeah. You know, there's- Kimba, fun fact one, I'm an NLP practitioner. I did get certified in that a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, So like, I'm not a big fan of the eye acuity. I do like the idea of knowing is somebody visual, are they kinesthetic, are they auditory? Sure. You can also look at someone's face and see that. Now, obviously you guys have headphones on, but you can look at for proportion for their face. They have large ears or small ears. They have large eyes or small eyes. And then you know, if they're more visual, then you'll say things like, hey, picture this. Do you see where I'm coming from? You know, if they're more auditory, you say things like, hey, does this sound like a good idea? Do you hear where I'm coming from? If they're kinesthetic. And people, yeah. people will confirm that too, right? Absolutely. When they're talking, they'll be yes. like, well, I don't know. I don't know if that sounds good to me or not. Yeah. I'll switch my language to that from there. Yeah. Sorry, Brian, finish the kinesthetic. No, no, what, was the, what was the kinesthetic? Oh, I want to make sure that some, I didn't rob them of that. Yeah. Oh, is this something you can wrap your hands around? Does it feel like mm-hmm. we're moving in the right direction? So it's just, it's action words while you're doing it. Um, like you, when I hang up the phone, I'll say, okay, I'll see you later. I'm telling people I'm visual yep. and you'd be surprised, but you can play with people. So with customers, if they're visual, send them a meme, send them a video text, right? That's why bomb bomb changed the industry for so many people is because it was both a visual and an auditory way to reach people. Mm-hmm. If they're auditory, send them a voice text or send them a video. If they're kinesthetic, then you have to get them a little more creative, right? Like you can send them a physical, something in the mail that they can wrap they their can hand. They can touch. Yes. They, they can like touch. that shingle sample. Yes. They want to hold it. Exactly. They want to lay them all out on the floor and touch them all yeah. before they make a decision. <laughs> I have clients like that. They do. They truly want to lay out all the different shingles that are going on the roof. Yeah. And they want to be able to touch it and feel it and all the things before before it ever gets installed. It is. And it's just figuring out what makes somebody else happy. So um, we were talking about this before because you guys just got back from DR. 
And I used to be a horrible traveler when I was a kid because everywhere I went, I thought they should speak English, and if they don't, I'll speak English louder. Right? <laughs> so With a funny accent. See exactly. if they see if they can. <laughs> That's what cracks me up is when people yell in English in a in a Hispanic accent to people. Yes, is I'm uh, like. You're still speaking English. <laughs> That's why Americans have such a bad reputation when we go anywhere. But uh, yeah. when I learned to start learning basic phrases, please, thank you, good morning, good afternoon, good night. When you try to speak someone's language, they, they appreciate it and they work with you on it. And so there's four basic human needs, and that is physical safety, emotional safety. People want to feel seen and heard. And lastly, people want to feel connected. And that's what this skill teaches you is how do you make people feel seen and heard? And then how do you create that connection with people? And so there's an, another statement and that is, rapport builds relationships, relationships is what business is built upon. And that's all you're doing is you're just trying to figure out how can we bond? And if, our, if you don't want my stuff, great. But if you want it, then I'm the person to get it from. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I absolutely love that. So Brian, you travel the country and you teach this to entrepreneurs and- Anybody. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm say, I say entrepreneurs, but and so many different other types of people do you only teach this on stage? Do you do, pre I'm just sitting here thinking if, if somebody's out there and they're like, I gotta get a hold of this Brian guy because he's yeah. gonna teach me some of this shit. What are, what's the options? Uh, so it's infinite. Um, I am the worst because they always say your avatar shouldn't be everyone, but my avatar is everyone. And yeah. the, here's the reason why. Sales has the budget. And so most companies that bring me in are for sales. After that, leadership and management, how do you understand your employees? This mm -hmm. day and age, it's even more important than ever than to figure out how do I understand the people that I work with? Coworkers, leaders, you name it. Um, then customer service, right? Because sometimes we've been treating customer the wrong way the entire time. And how do you help a customer resolve an issue? You make them feel seen and heard, right? And then I mentioned it before, you can use it in your home life if you have kids, your romantic life. Um, it's crazy, so I'll, I'll give you a good example of this. I didn't use it at first, but when I was married, my wife was auditory and I'm visual. And so what we had to figure out is if who's going to the store, how do we handle it? So if she's going to the store, I used to text her, this is what I want. She's like, stop texting me, just tell me what you want. So I would have to uh, auditorily tell her these are the things I need from the store. If I'm going to the store, you better not tell me, you better text me because I'm gonna come back with two of the right things and five of the wrong things. <laughs> so it's not about judgment, it's just figuring out what do we have in common and what do we have that's different? And then how do you meet in the middle with everything? So that's I, a simple phrase is with the face comes grace. It's not about judgment. It's about figuring out how do I understand this person better. 100%. Um, so to answer your Which question. Which is a form of love. Yes. It is. Um, I like to be on stage because here's the reason why. I sit in the room and I learn. So while I'm up on stage for 45 minutes to an hour and a half, but then I'm sitting in the back taking notes. So every event I speak at, like uh, I spoke at Bradley's Closer School Live, I'm in the back taking notes, learning from the other speakers. So that's my favorite thing to go do. Oh, I but, love um, that. I leave tonight and I go to, a, I'm doing a Zoom for an office in uh, Boston area for teachers of how to integrate students back in after they've been in trouble or been to juvie or anything like that back in. Uh -huh. Then later this month, I'm going to Phoenix to go to a doctor's office from how when a patient walks in, do you immediately start figuring out how to make them feel more comfortable? Because if you're going to a dentist office, there's a dentist everywhere. So how do you make your practice stand out? So it's literally, there's not a company that I can't help. Um, I've got a friend who he's a certified financial planner. When he has a large client coming in, I go in and I actually decode the facial features of the person for them to tell them how to do the, the presentation for that, to win that customer over. So consultation, wow. speaking on stage, I do in-person events, you know, smaller groups. Um, if you guys are familiar with Lightspeed, uh, Bradley's mm -hmm. company, so I've yeah. got a course on Lightspeed, I've got a basics one, 
And then I've got one for the door-to-door. Why? Because door-to-door people have to know how to do it instantly in less than seven oh, seconds. Oh, you built a course out that people oh, yes. can go take on this. Mm-hmm. So there's a course for everybody, and then there's a course for, for the door-to-door people. Yes, because they have to learn it Interesting. faster. Yes. Love that. And I then, do, uh, too. I want to take the course. Yeah, I am working on my own book because I love my mentor's book. It's a fantastic book. Everybody should get it. But if you open it up, you see there's four features per page and 130 pages. It's too much too fast. And so I actually, uh, you've got the flashcards are there. That's what I recommend everybody gets because you can learn one feature at a time. They're hundred bucks for the flashcards. You pick one feature, you memorize it. And just like when we were kids, right? You had your math book, but if you were studying for a test, you created flashcards. Yep. Flashcards are what really helped me get it because there's also arrows on there that show where the features are. And the long-term yeah, goal great. is to turn that into an app so that people can use it on their phone when they're driving around. Brian, that's beautiful. I love that, Brian. Yeah. I do too. I'm super excited for that. So where can people where can people go find you, Brian, to access this? I know sure. we, we told them where to do it for <laughs> dating, but let's say yeah. we're trying to make money or oh, something or change su- the world. Yeah, subtle skills. So S-U-B-T-L-E skills.com. That's where I am on everything. Instagram, TikTok, you name it. I put out videos, not as often as I should, but uh, I just grab a flashcard and I'll talk about a feature. I'll put up pictures of it and then they can book me pretty much from there as well. I love that. I guess my last question for you, and sister, I don't know if you have anything else for him. My, my last thing, because that's what I was just thinking. So you, so you go speak, and people have 45 minutes to consume, like, all of this information, right? right. Like, it's probably, you just can't learn all of this information. And it took you no. years, right? right. Um, what do you think is a time frame for somebody? This is an open question, right? I guess sure. it's a weird question, across the board question. But for somebody to say... I'm good enough to execute on this. Sure. Like how much time or studying do you see your average student take before they feel comfortable? Can I answer a question with a question? Yeah. What do straight eyebrows mean? Get straight to the point. What do rounded eyebrows mean? I care about other people before I do myself. I'll probably put their oxygen on first (laughs) on the plane. Right. What do angled eyebrows mean? Angle eyebrows meant, God, what are they? Cheat code. Uh, Oh, the the downside of things? What's my angle? Right. Oh, what's my angle? Angled eyebrows or what's my angle? Angled eyebrows, right. yes. So okay. you could leave here today and immediately put it to you. You, me. I'm going to put it on you first or I'm going to put it on me first? Yeah. Yeah. Angle means I'm putting it on me first. Right. Yeah. What's my angle? Help me understand so I can help other people. So it's it's kind of a trick question because you can start, you can, as soon as somebody watches this podcast, they can already understand a little bit. It's mastering it is what takes a year or two. Yeah. But you can just pick a feature. So what I do is I have my favorites, which are eyebrows, eyelids, upper lip. Those are my bare minimum three, and it tells me a good 40% of how to talk to someone. Okay. But every single feature means something. What are the upper lips? So, so I know the okay. touch. I, right. Or. So we, when I say we talk about faces all the time, if I say, hey, keep a stiff upper lip, what does it mean? I don't know. Like, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't show Tough any emotion. It out. Yeah. Right? So if you see somebody who has a flatter upper lip and you start asking them a lot of personal questions, they're going to feel like, whoa, whoa, you violate, you're in my space, man, back up. So when somebody has a flatter upper lip, you can actually talk about their external world or keep it transactional until they mention something about their world. And I know, let me beat everybody to the punch. Well, what about lip injections? That's the reason it's the number one plastic surgery right now is because people want to have a fuller upper lip so they feel more approachable. And this shouldn't surprise people because women have been doing it for centuries of drawing lipstick bigger than their lips actually are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I so what is a flat upper lip? Because I have that little crease, but oh, I have so a small have, lip. You have the cupid's bow. So a cupid's bow is a subconscious science that says, listen to me when I talk. That is genetic. You can't force that in there unless you have your lips done. Yeah. But that's not a muscle feature. That's a genetic feature that's called a, um, uh, oh, 
I'm drawing a blank on it, a consensus builder. So I will tell guys, like if they have a beard like I do, trim it, especially if you have an arrow in your upper lip. So it's a subconscious sign that says, listen to me when I talk. So when you're giving a talk or presentation, highlight that. Oh, wow, Amanda, highlight that. Mm-hmm. And like I'm people pumped. do listen when I speak. Yes. Yeah, I don't they don't have a choice. <laughs> it literally is. I mean, that's why, look at red lipstick, right? It's been around, like people have always liked red lipstick. Yeah. That's the reason why. Yeah. Because what do they do? They draw in that bow. So, if, if so we were, red lipstick on stage and highlight the arch. Exactly. Okay. Yes. The next pictures you see of us on stage, Brian, when we got these badass red <laughs> exactly, lips. Exactly. I'm right. going to tag Brian. Yeah. yeah. We're like, Brian? <laughs> the whole rest of the world's going to be like, what's it? Kim I'm and Amanda like, like this, this yeah. tagging Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to be holding my cheekbones. <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. So to answer your question, I know that was a long way, is there's multiple ways that people can take the information. The flashcards are what helped me because what I did is, like, you guys are really good friends. I gamified it with a buddy of mine. We bought some flashcards and we'd go out and be like, all right, who's got this? And we'd go to a restaurant and figure it out, (laughs) right? And then that's a good way to learn. Now, and I usually start my presentations off like this, but I'll say, hey, do you guys want to learn how to get free food and drinks, how to get an upgrade in hotels or airplanes? Because all of a sudden everybody's, oh, let me pay attention. Yeah. Practice on servers. So if you guys went and you're like, hey, I learned this from this guy, Brian. I don't know if he's full of shit or not, but this is what I learned. Can I ask you some questions about your face? And what are you doing is number one, you're giving attention to servers that everybody else ignores. Yeah. Number two, you're teaching that. them a skill that they can make more money. Next thing you know, they bring over another person and then they bring over another person. They're like, can I get you a drink? Can I get you anything? Well, oh, you know, I'll take Because they're like, read so. my face. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I do too. So practice on the people that everyone else ignores. And if you get a benefit out of it, it's a bonus, right? Sure. But People treat servers like crap, especially now. They're like, the service here is horrible. I'm like, yeah, because only half the people showed up. Why don't you be nice to the people who are here? I waited tables as a kid. Yeah, you know, as a bouncer, bartender, bar back, you name it. So I have a respect for that level. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you guys a story here in a second. But then the barista, everybody thinks it's funded by the next person's Starbucks. Well, why don't you treat the barista like a person and actually give them eye contact while you're making your order, ask them about their day, whatever. Yeah. And then they treat everybody that comes in line better so you didn't affect one person you affected everyone the whole line of people yeah and so a good example is i tell the story a lot on stage is i went to a wedding in uh, jekyll island which is florida georgia line it's kind of like going back in time you feel like you're going to dirty dancing like where that was filmed but we went to a wedding and my server came over and his name tag said he was hungarian well i'd been to budapest so i I looked up how to say thank you on my phone so when he came over to fill up our glasses again i said kosno he said what I said, well, I want to say thank you. He goes, do you speak Hungarian? I said, well, I've been to Budapest. So we talked for a minute. Now, do you think my glass was ever empty the rest of the night? No. Neither was anybody at my table because I took two seconds to make what most people ignore feel like a person. And so I took that server, right, who everybody else, and they're paid to be quiet and grab your dishes and everything. But because we made him feel seen and heard, he, we had the best service of all the other tables that were at that wedding. And that's what life is about. Like we talked about before, if leave somebody better than you found them, and when you learn to focus on other people, you actually get more out of life because we try harder for others than we will for ourselves. That makes sense. And that, folks, is what we call here at CEOAF, raising the vibration of the whole planet exactly. and walking around just being love. Because yes. it is. It's a, it's a ripple effect that just doesn't end. Right. When you just give out that loving energy and that time and attention and that thoughtfulness that you're able to utilize this skill to be able to achieve with people. Right 
that ripple effect is huge. And you're teaching so many thousands of other people how to do it. Exactly. Which is super great. So we have to wrap. I'm like, I could sit here and talk to Brian <laughs> yeah, all day. Brian, do you want to we'll be our best back. friends? Yes, okay. we'll come back again. Because if okay. you want to take me yeah. out to the restaurant to practice with us. There you go. I'm down. Jacqueline's <laughs> like, and I'm coming. Yes. We'll be studying all these people's faces, getting all the free drinks, <laughs> mostly making them all feel loved. Yes. But one more time, Brian, can we spell out that? I'm yes. like, in true Bill, Wa we're also in Rainmaker together, oh, yeah. which is where we originally met. Right, to Bill Walsh. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. give Bill Walsh a shout out for introducing me to your beautiful soul because I am grateful for our Rainmaker family and the beautiful people that we get to meet inside of there. But we'll spell out the website sure. for people one more time. Tell them where to reach you one more time. And guys, this was fun. This podcast was fun. <laughs> it's interesting. It had executable advice that you can literally just get out there and start practicing today to not only make your life better, but to spread love to others, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for this, Brian, because I know you have spent years in not only research, but also practice and consistency and right. being able to know what you know today and who you are today to be able to come share that with us. Thank so you. thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. For your time, and yes, for your time and attention today. And guys, the, I say all that to say, share the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, don't be selfish with it. Share this podcast because this is one of the ways that you can be part of that ripple effect that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Just sharing something like this on social media is one of the ways that for free 99 today, you can be love. You can get information out there that changes people's lives. So hit the share button. And then if you want to connect to Brian one-on-one, -on -one, tell him how, Brian, sure, one more time. Subtle skills for everything. So that's S-U-B-T-L-E-S-K-I-L-L-S. -L -L so subtle skills. I even bought some of the ways to misspell it because nobody can spell Just subtle. Just in case. But like the word subtle, meaning that, and the reason for the name of the company is because you don't have to tell anybody what you're doing. You don't walk in and go, I read a body language book. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So this is just another tool for your tool belt and it's subtle. You don't have to tell anybody anything. So it's just subtleskills.com or Instagram, TikTok, subtle skills. Love it, Brian. Thank you so much. And everyone else, we will see you guys on the next episode of Becoming CEO AF. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. -bye. Bye. Bye,